Welcome back to It's Technically Romance. We are back where we look at Hallmark films through the eyes of a filmmaker. And a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we are looking at one royal holiday tonight. Yes, we are. We just watched it. Mm-hmm. So this is fresh, we're, fresh off so the presses. So we're a little... Hot off the presses? <laughs> it's fresh and hot off the presses. We're a little off schedule because we did review on the 12th date of Christmas before, which did play a day after, but it was Halloween when this one aired, so... There's been a lot going on. We had to watch Hocus Pocus. Yeah, and, and we still haven't taken down our, our Halloween decorations yet. No, but soon. It, it'll be happening soon. She said I could get another another few days <laughs> another few days out of before it's a Christmas one. Because I'm so here. wonderful. <laughs> so if you are, are following along and watching, uh, so these this weekend is a little backwards, but that's okay. We, we don't mind doing things a little backwards. Mm-hmm. We're doing One Royal Holiday. Which stars Laura Osnes and Aaron Tveit. Okay. Nice. Yeah, they had some unique names. I had to Google how to pronounce them because I feel like I've been just butchering, everything. butchering everyone's yeah. names. And some I can't even find pronunciations because I have to go deep and look up videos <laughs> to see how they pronounce We go it, that extra so. mile here at, at Stanley <laughs> Romance, that extra step. <laughs> I'm trying. And they're actually uh, Broadway stars, so... Quite a few of the actors in this movie are Broadway stars. Theater, you know, Broadway. Well, that's weird people. because there wasn't a lot of. There's a few little sing. sing I songs. thought there would be more music when I had seen before that they were Broadway yeah. stars. The beginning song, I believe, when it opens up, is, I believe, that that's them singing. Yeah, it sounded like it. Because we saw that behind the scenes where they're mm-hmm. in their, their booths. And and there's a few caroling scenes, so they get to show off some, some singing chops yeah. in there, But too. still, if, you have, if you're bringing in a Broadway cast, some, some theater, theater troupe, really, let's, uh, let's see some Yeah, I thought dancing. it would be more musical, but we have been having a lot of music movies, so <laughs> it kind of was nice to get a little bit and of And Hallmark a, doesn't have a great... Uh, record with the uh, with the musical movies unfortunately well, for us for personally. us yeah why don't you go ahead and give us a, a plot rundown if you want to pull a plot rundown from any other prince movie you can to make this one fit <laughs> any royal holiday movie you've any seen that is what this was from some eastern european sounding nation that doesn't exist go ahead let's let's pull one um yeah it's just short and sweet but I tried to give a little detail. I'm trying to jazz these up a little, like we said last time. But this one, there was just a lot of stuff happening. So we'll get into it. Was it? it? Well. (laughs) So Anna is a nurse. She's going home for Christmas. And she runs into a family at a donut shop Mm -hmm. who just so happens to be the royal family from that made-up European place. Did you, did you write down the name? Yeah, so it was called Gallic. Gallic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, they need a place to stay because of a blizzard coming through, and Anna offers her father's inn for them to stay at. They stay longer than expected due to weather conditions, and during their stay, Prince James starts to open up to Anna, and they fall in love. That was good. That was good. Again, it sounds like every other. It was 
a little different. Well, I mean, there are some end. little twists and turns in there. I don't know that any of them have done a nurse before, so... Okay. Yeah, I mean, the nurse definitely felt like a nod towards towards the COVID going on. I think that was a nice... No? Oh, I wasn't even thinking You weren't about thinking that. about that? No. I thought this was a nice little tribute to our, our first responders. I watch these movies to not think about COVID, <laughs> and so do our listeners, so... Well, that's true. That's true, but, I mean, this was filmed during COVID, and so I do think there might have been a nod towards that perhaps maybe um, well you did oh yeah i did i even you, saw someone yeah. in, in a mask in this film i think he must have been you know probably one of the the sound Extra, guys or though. something because there was someone in a mask that in the christmas parade that they have and so that was a reminder of you know when this was taking place so i mean honestly i think we all need to we, we criticize the movies but i do think we need to give some sort of leeway to the fact that these are happening during a very difficult time to film. Oh, for sure. You know, so while we do harp on small things, I, I just, you know, we keep that in mind. Yeah. With that said, let's jump well, in let's and review <laughs> this film. Um, so I guess first things first, let's talk about our two main characters mm-hmm. and then let's, let's get into the romantic side. So let's talk about our two main characters. I'm really curious. I'm really curious. You know what? I'll tee this off. I'll tee this off. <laughs> before before we even talk about them, I'll tee this off by saying this to me was a throwback Hallmark movie circa 1995. A lot of these new ones we've been seeing, they've been trying new things, you know, mixing it up a little bit. This could have been made literally in 1995 and it would have fit right in. Mm-hmm. So that's not saying that this was a bad movie. I don't think this was a bad movie. That's saying that this is not my particular brand of Hallmark film. I think Hallmark has made a lot of large strides in the way they produce these, and this was an absolute throwback. So while for me, just for me, while I think there were moments here that got me excited and I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's fun, overall it was, it was definitely a throwback. Yes, it was fun. You use the word fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah. It was just like... Like you said, definitely, and I even mentioned that when we were watching. I was just like, this is classic mm-hmm. Hallmark. It made me think of when I used to watch them when I was young, like you said. Right. And that it's just so ridiculous and so cheesy, but it's fun, and yeah. it makes you feel good. And they do have those little moments that you, you're either laughing or smiling or just like, what was that? Uh, mm-hmm. And that's... You know, that that makes me, that's memories for me. So yes, while they have, the production has gotten a lot better on some of these films yeah. and the acting and everything, and it's come a long way that they've tried to make things a little bit more different. I do, I did enjoy, I did enjoy this one. It, it yeah. did make me feel like I was watching like an old classic Hallmark. It had just, you know, all the little tropes that they have. And oh yeah, I, I yeah. liked it. Well, I, I agree with you. I, I, I will make a, I'll make a bold statement for you because I was thinking about this. I think if this movie had a bigger budget, say that I think this would have been a really good film. I think this would have been a contender for, you know... So you think the budget held it back? The budget held it back tremendously, tremendously on the technical side. And we'll talk about this later in the technical, um, technical part of the podcast. But yes, the technical side was held back tremendously because of the budget. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, when we, when we talk about would I, you know, go find this film on the TV and watch it again, would I leave it on while I decorate a tree, or would I just avoid this at all costs and never watch this again? <laughs> for, 
for me, if we're if we're decorating the tree, if we're baking something in the kitchen, I would pop it on because I think there's some cute scenes. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives me, you know, that Christmassy winter vibe. For me, yes, I would I would have this on in the background. Yeah, but like I, definitely in the background. I wouldn't sit down. <laughs> it would be in the background. I'd walk past and be like, oh, I remember that was nice. Yeah, I wouldn't seek it out to definitely watch through. But if I background, like you said, I'd I'd be up for that. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry. We totally went on a tirade about the what we, the basically the review of it. Let's go back to the characters. Our two main characters. Why don't you kick us off and tell us a little about our, our two leads? Yes. So Laura Austinus plays Anna, and she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. She works at Boston General. Yeah. Look at that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have that in my notes. That's just from <laughs> memory. Because yeah. I, I liked her character. She was cute. She was cheerful. She was likable. Uh, she was funny. There was nothing. I didn't have any issues with her. No. Um, I think I think you can kind of, you know, th this type of Hallmark character can be very annoying at times if played poorly. And I think she played it well. I agree with you. Yeah, she was the perfect. It's very easy to make these characters annoying. Very she, easy. She was the perfect classic Hallmark <laughs> lead. You know. We're gonna say that a lot. If you guys want to count how many times we say classic Hallmark in this podcast, feel free. It's gonna be up there. And then our lead male was a prince, mm -hmm. Prince James, and. I don't really have any notes for him. <laughs> well, not right here. I just have that he was from Galwick, which we already spoke we, we about. established about how it, yeah. it was how it's a fake town, and they Hallmark likes to do this. They make up these fake. Everyone likes to do it. Netflix does it too. Everyone's doing places, and then they have these like fake accents. That sound always very British. Yeah. So I I didn't love the accents. I, yeah, I was, I was feeling them. You were feeling They weren't. I've, okay, we've heard some really bad accents. So these were okay, but again, I knew they weren't really, that wasn't their real accent. So. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about the queen, his mother. Because yeah. she, I thought hers was really great. And right. his was actually pretty good too. But I think I had seen him in like a package uh, for this movie. They were singing... And I had seen him talk, so I knew he wasn't really British. So maybe that's why I was... Yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're usually better at accents. And for me, I just, I was like, okay, I believe it. You know, I don't think they slipped up at any time. Um, I don't know what a real British accent sounds like, I guess. No, I'll say this. No, I'll say this. Because, I mean... <laughs> you don't know what no, no, a because we watch we watch we watch a lot of um, Midsummer Murders. Yeah, yeah. we watch British a lot of television. we watch a lot of British television, and whenever they have an, a British person playing American, both of us are like, "Oh, that accent's horrible." So I'm sure if you're British and watching this film, you're like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Yeah, but I couldn't tell. Well, maybe that's why I can tell because we watch a lot of British television, so I'm like, <laughs> so you know. yeah, "This is not real." <laughs> but I do think the Queen, she did really good because I was unsure about her. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, with that said, the Aaron Tveit, I he did a fine job. I mean, I can't do a British accent. I believed he was a prince. Okay. Did you did you not <laughs> believe he was a prince? I I don't. So I mean, I don't have a lot of experience uh, with knowing princes okay. and how they should act. I thought his prince was a little over the top. A yeah, little. But I like that. 
I like that because it was so ridiculous. Right. It was ridiculous. That it almost, at one point, it seemed like he didn't even know how to use a seatbelt. I <laughs> did, it was just like... Where, where are the place cards for the dinner? Like, I, I think you get what kind of hotel this is. Like, with the, he asks for a pillow menu. Yo, let's talk about that pillow menu for a second because that is a brilliant idea. I don't know if this is a real thing because we're not royalty, right? We haven't stayed in these like, No, and we hotels. do need to say that in case anyone was curious. We are <laughs> we're not, not royalty. royalty. <laughs> But our pillow menus are a real thing. If not, I think they should be. If they are, we need some pillow menus in our lives. Because that's great. Yeah, if I could choose my pillow when I go to a hotel or an inn, that, that would what be it's really like? nice. Is that, is, that, is that how the other half lives? Which is I didn't know that was pillow a thing. Choice, pillow that's choice? I actually was like, pillow menu? I, we need to research it. We right. should have if that is an actual thing. I don't even know what thing. I would pick. We'll definitely have to have some like memory foam in there. Maybe some duck, some goose. You do like feathers. Yeah. You're a feather man. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> some memory foam. Some and down. Uh, <laughs> some goose down. But no, he he was a uh, he was a little. Oh, I'm sorry. He was extremely ridiculous with with everything in the very beginning. He he felt like I felt like he didn't even know how to open a door. He didn't know how to do anything for himself, yeah. and he was very rude and I was like is he supposed to be a teenager like he was acting like a spoiled teenager I didn't get the teenager vibe I just got a very prince like well it's like his mother had to keep telling him not to do like he just seemed very but again that was his character he was he was he played it great because I did not like him in the beginning and I knew he was gonna open up but I was just I kept waiting for it because I was like I really want to like this guy and I am not liking him yet that's funny because I really liked him in the beginning (laughs) because it was so like for me watching him I'm like oh this is so ridiculous but it's so good you know it was it was I, I think that's when Hallmark these class god here we go again I think when these classic Hallmark films what would they do well is when they have these characters just sort of embrace the ridiculousness of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I felt that from him. Like he just, he went all for it. And I was 100% on board with, with just how crazy this was. And yeah, in the beginning, like the, the seatbelt thing, like the popcorn, like they, they hit like a, I have air quotes, a, a pothole and he throws the popcorn in the air. Like, oh my goodness, it was, it was great. It was great. Well, yeah, because she makes a comment. Have you ever driven passenger in a vehicle before? But in my mind, I'm like, have you ever been in a vehicle before <laughs> that he just seemed so what like are he these, was an these, alien? These belts? What do we do with these belts? What is this? <laughs> and, you know. It was good. So we can talk about their... This, the, yeah, this is a romantic movie. The meet cute where they meet. So they, they meet at a donut shop. Which I thought was a interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it Donnie's Donuts? It's, like a, like, it's like a Dunkin' Donut knockoff kind of thing. Yes. Um, back in Louisiana, we have something called Ronnie's Donuts. So it was kind of like a... Because this was Donnie's Donuts. Oh. And we have Ronnie's Donuts. Which if you ever are in Homa, Louisiana, you should try Ronnie's Donuts. It Shout is. out Ronnie's Donuts. Shout out. Maybe we can get them as a, uh, as a sponsor. Sponsor. Sponsor us. No. They are great donuts. But I thought that was a nice... Like interesting. At first, I was like, "Oh gosh, this is where they're going to meet in a donut shop." But I thought it was funny that this royal family—is it the mom? She like wants some tea or something, yeah. and then they—the closest place is a Donnie's Donuts. Yeah. And uh, but then he acts like he's never even. You know, how could I possibly want a donut? Yeah. Um, I only eat the Gallic pastry. I forget what it was. You called. remember what the, it was called? Ooh. I don't. Well, I don't either. <laughs> but it was 
It sounded cool. I was ready to be impressed. I'm like, oh, you do remember no, it was called? Cause it, sounded, it sounded good. I didn't write it down, but it did sound really good. It, I wanted some pastries, like seeing the meat. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, she was, I mean, she came into the scene, you know, with the, the free donut and she turns around and it was really cute, actually. I guess that's why it's called a meat cute. It was really cute because she turns around and she like, she has a little moment of like, oh, like he's, he's really attractive. <laughs> I wasn't expecting yeah. to see that person. So that was a really neat love at first sight kind of moment for her. Um, and she's just a nice person. So she's just offering up a free donut to this very handsome gentleman. Yeah, that definitely seemed believable yeah. that you're like, oh, free donut. Well, I'm not going to eat it. But well, not for me because I would be like, free donut. I'm going to eat that extra donut. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't have turned around and offered it to <laughs> someone else because I would have just eaten both of them. Well, she's trying to be healthy. <laughs> Uh, but no, that, that was a cute scene, and we get to see his sort of, you, you call it rude. I mean, if a stranger offered me a donut, I'd be like, look, who are you? Why are you offering me this? You know, I, I would... I, well, you wouldn't, because germs, but, right. Well, you it's know. a stranger. Okay. Stranger danger. It's not just germs. Oh, well, speaking of germs, that part did gross me out, because he says, oh, I don't want a donut from a stranger, and then she has just taken a bite of the donut, then she licks her fingers... Yeah. And then extends her hand to shake his to introduce herself. Which is awful. I wouldn't even shake your hand if you did that to me. No. I'd be like, what are you doing? Especially, you know, if they were making this in, you know, COVID time. That was... Well, COVID, regardless of COVID, if you're making this (laughs) No, it's gross anyways, but I was just like, wow. You never lick your hand before you offer to shake someone else's. So that's not a great meeting for him to have met her like that. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, because right away he's just like, ew, gross girl. You know, she's trying to touch me with her spitty hands. And give me a free donut that's not, that's not the Galway. Galwick. Galwick. What is Galway? That's a place. That's actually a real place, isn't it? I have no idea. I think it is. Yeah, the Galwick pastry, Christmas pastry. So it was a little weird. Yeah. But then the, the mom comes in and she's like, I'll take the donut. And shakes her hand right away, and everybody's happy. And the mom, I think, really, really made this movie something else. I, I liked her character a lot. I liked the actress a lot. You, you talked about her accent, how you felt like it was very realistic. Um, the mom was was excellent. Yeah, I loved her because a lot of the times, yes, we've seen this mm-hmm. royal family Christmas yeah. movie before. A lot of times, the mom is the one that is the proper one and she doesn't want her son to be with a you know lowly peasant girl yeah, she's, or the whatever. Mean, she's the yeah, mean one she's like the villain so this was nice that she was just very welcoming very friendly and was just she was game for anything which yeah. was really fun to see no she was she, yeah she was great i did like that little spin i made a note of that too about how you know usually these these moms are the, the bad guys essentially at first and then you know they're they're good but and she even, I think they even make note of, of that in the film where she says, oh, I was just a regular person before I met your father. So, yeah. you know, we kind of have a little bit of backstory for her that the reason why she's like this and so accepting is because she used to be a regular person before she became queen. Uh, so, yeah, she was, she was excellent. Yeah, I really enjoyed her character. I really liked all of the characters in this movie, yeah. which... Again, I never know what to think going into movies where I don't know anyone in the film. And I I just, I liked all the characters. I thought they were all really pleasant. I loved her mm-hmm. friend. 
who's also the mayor of the town. And she was great. I, I did think though, and you know, we've talked about friends a lot on this podcast. For the most part, I think the relationship was very natural. I think there was one or two scenes where they were laughing a lot after they said something, like a lot. And that that well, kinda, you know, girls, we just like to laugh a like lot. Everything, every sentence was laughter. So that that kind of threw me for a little bit. But again, that that's classic Hallmark, where you have that sort of forced friendship laughter. But that actually didn't happen as much times as I think it could have. And they were playing up. I don't know if you caught this. They were playing up that jingle so much in this movie that sort of silly jingle when something <laughs> kind of awkward or silly happens, they'll have it play. I didn't even notice after a oh, while because I goodness. knew I was like, "This is that type of movie," and that it that is classic, classic Hallmark. Hallmark. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, but they were playing up the jingle a lot. Yeah, I mean, I th- either they stopped playing it or I got used to it, which is kind of frightening because I was trying to listen for it, and so I might have just eased into this this film and just not have noticed anymore. But no, she was great. Uh, his friend slash security, security person was great loved him very attractive i really liked it was just weird like he started having a romance with her friend also Mm. i'm like man these royal guys they're they're no women in galwick that they come to this little town they're like we're in love (laughs) we're in love we found love (laughs) well that's part of the ridiculous part of the charm yes not to say these girls were not wonderful and that they should oh, yeah, fall they in love with them. But I did like the Christopher and Sarah mm-hmm. romance. I thought that was re- really cute. I would have liked to see more of it because I did really like their characters. Did you? Did, here's a question for you. Did you think the romance, the romance between uh, Christopher and the mayor was better than the romance between our two main leads? Uh, yes. Well, at first I did. Okay. The romance between the two leads did get better as the movie went on. Oh, but up. the first, like, meet cute and between Sarah like, yeah. and Christopher, I was like, oh, I felt that. Yeah. Like, I could tell they were, that was some chemistry right right from the get-go. Yeah, that was that was really good. I, I think you're right that towards the end, the, the chemistry between our two main leads just heats up. But there was this sweetest moment with Christopher, and what is the mayor's name? Sarah. Sarah, where he leans down and kisses her on the top of her head. And I was just like, oh my goodness, that melted me. Yeah, I just feel like we missed so much with him. Like, they were just forming this really deep bond. (laughs) I'm moving there tomorrow. (laughs) I just was like, what's going on with them? Yeah, it was was great. And uh, and it's funny because usually what happens is the dad and the queen get together. So I was half expecting that. But then we have the cook who the dad falls for. I loved her too. Yeah. I loved that that story. Diane yeah. was... So, great casting. Great casting. Whomever the casting director was, great job, because you, I think you hit it out of the park. Yeah. I just... All the characters were fun to watch, and even though they were just all fallen in love, it was cute, and mm. I liked it. I felt a little bad that the queen didn't have anyone, but... The queen got to see the joy of her son falling in love. I mean, <laughs> that, that's what she had. <laughs> So going back to the romance, I think for me, it started picking up when he came down, you know, they had that whole scene where they would come down the steps, you know, every every day and see about the roads or, or what have you. And that first time when uh, they said, oh, well, the plane's okay. And he actually looked disappointed. <laughs> and so the prince looked disappointed. And, and so I think that was when their relationship really picked off and uh, was a real turning point for me in terms of seeing the romance between these two characters blossom. 
Well, I think it starts for her before the first moment I can remember where I started kind of like, okay, is she goes outside, it's snowing, and he had to take a call, and Mm -hmm. he's in a gazebo, and she goes in to see if he wants some food or something. I don't quite remember. Dinner. Dinner Dinner, service was at 6 p.m. sharp. She's checking on him for food, and he's like, I'm not hungry, and... That was kind of a sweet moment. He, I guess, realizes her, he kind of sees her generosity and how, like, how she's caring about him, mm-hmm. like, wanting to make sure he eats. And she, she kind of gives him just this look when she's walking away, which is kind of sweet. So I think that's like the first times we sort of start feeling like, okay, she's kind of seeing him in a different way, right? Which was probably the beginnings of when I started seeing him a little differently. I still wasn't, I still didn't love him yet. No, I loved him from the beginning. I'm still, I was on, (laughs) I was on team Prince from the very beginning, from the get go. I like this character. I think, uh, you know, and it's funny because that scene was, that's, I feel like a lot happened on on the first dinner night. Um, There's just a lot of, a lot of things that took place. When he comes down the steps and he's in this, this pinstripe suit can look, we talk about the suits that he wears? Well, let me let, let me tell, let me talk about okay. the pinstripe. So when he comes down, he's in this pinstripe suit, and she looks over at him, and she has this moment of like, "Oh, he looks good." He does not look good. That is not a good-looking pinstripe suit. The vest, <laughs> I mean, the vest—it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's a Galwick thing. Okay, thank you. So I don't know a lot about men's suits, but I was thinking that is the weirdest suit vest I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it was cut super low. So it was like rounded and low, and yeah. then he had the tie coming down. It just looked all sorts of weird. It looked weird, and again, the pinstripe is not sort of fashionable right now. I mean, again. You know, send me a message if I'm wrong, guys. Well, um, Galwick might be behind the times. Or maybe they're so far ahead of us. Maybe that's it. They're, they're just or, leaps oh, and bounds. You're right. Maybe, maybe it is back. a new style. That but he is. looked like a mafia don. You know, like a poorly dressed mafia don. So that was very unusual for her to be like, oh, yes, this is the one for me. And then yeah, the suits don't get better. They, they don't get better. No, they're all that weird low rounded uh-huh. vest. And even from, so let's talk. You know, if we want to bring in a little technical here, let's talk about costuming, right? So if someone, you know, picks these out, you know, this was this was costume for that character, basically. And in the end, when he has his speech to give and that prince outfit of his, my goodness. It looked like they went to Party City and just picked out <laughs> Prince and put him in it. Was it was like from The Little Mermaid. No, for real. Like he looked Prince like Eric. Wears. Yeah, he looked yeah. like Eric from The Little Mermaid. Like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Is so, that where Prince Eric is from? From Gallic? That's where the prince is wearing. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think that, again, budget. I think it comes back to budget because... Maybe that is all they had, and they had to go to Party, Party City. City. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, we're filming the we're filming the, the scene where he talks to Galwick. Someone go to Party City, get me an outfit right and away. And all they had was a Prince Eric yeah. costume. So that was just, you know, that was a little ridiculous. But the, the suits were pretty great. So if you guys get nothing else from this podcast, watch it for the suits. Tell me about that. I might even do some research and find out. If you know someone that wears suits like that, let us know where did where did they get them? Is this the new style? Yeah. Maybe we're just maybe we're, behind. We are old now. Oh. Oh, so maybe we're just behind the times. So I mean, on on the topic of budgeting, because I, I said that that I think this film was hurt dramatically from the lack of budget, which is weird because they get a song from Zoe's Dachanel, you know, Christmas song. And you know, they're they're putting out a lot of money. For, maybe that's what it was. 
Maybe they, they used all they used all their money for that Zoe Deschanel song and couldn't afford. Was she and him? Yep. I'm Christmas sorry, him. from their Christmas right. album. They might have more than one Christmas album, but the good one. That was one of my favorite yeah. scenes because of that song. So I was happy to hear it because I was like, "Oh, Hallmark, yeah. look at you!" Well, they did not have enough lights. The lighting in this film was in the beginning it was okay, but then once they're at the hotel, which we're going to talk about the hotel in a minute too. Once they're at the hotel or inn or motel, if you want to call it, it was an inn. Uh, it was definitely, well, again, we'll, we'll get to that. It was a house. It was an inn. It was not a house. They have a ballroom. That was not a house. The ballroom was at the inn? Yes. I thought that was a separate location. No, that's what's so ridiculous. Okay, I didn't get that. It, it gets crazy. So <laughs> let me, let me. we'll save the crazy to come. So for me, the lighting was the biggest gripe I had with this film. And... If you go back and notice it, the lighting is just all over the place. And Hallmark's been doing this a lot lately, and it is driving me nuts. Because the ones that have the big-name stars get the best lighting. We're talking lights all over the place. And this, you could... And again, I'm not saying that you need a ton of lights to make a good film, because sometimes you don't. But, I mean, they were... They just had a lot of light sources. And what I mean by that is they would have lamps on, and then they would have some window light, and then they would have their LED... Their LED lights on the actors, and it was just color everywhere, and it just it was not working for me. A lot of scenes weren't working for me at the end. Just at the end. At the end. Oh, at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't notice. I'm gonna get you to notice these things. I'm gonna start <laughs> nudging you. I'm gonna be like, hey, look at that. You see that blue over there? See the blue in the actor's <laughs> face? Notice the, the yellow behind them. That doesn't work. What I did notice was there was a lot of green screen. Oh my goodness. Green screen for days. Green screen for days. Poorly, poorly lit green screen. But again, that that beckons me back to classic Hallmark <laughs> is I remember there being like, oh, that looks really fake, you know, because maybe the budget well, they wasn't probably, They probably did big, painted so backgrounds. There back was in, lots of green screen. Day. I'm not sure, but I did notice the green screen a lot in All over. this All over. one. So. Yeah. Even in, even in the hotel which we're, we're going to talk about the hotel now, even in the hotel where the ballroom and the hotel met was a green screen because it was a separate location. But in this film, the ballroom was a part of this inn. So this inn is supposed to be like this quaint, cute inn in a small town in Connecticut. It, it does not look quaint or cute. It looks the like... House, when they show the outside, the outside of the house. Yeah. yeah, I was like, all right, let's go. I love these quaint, cute little inn films. No, it looked like a rundown Hotel 6, just very awkward to me. I was not feeling the hotel. A Motel 6? Yeah. I did not get Motel 6 you were, you were vibes. No, not at all. I was. I was were not. Were we looking at the same Yeah, on the ups, on the upstairs floor, just that hallway, I was just getting that sort of... Not a good, not a good vibe. I can't recall. Let's just say that if we stopped at this motel... You know, late at night. It's an walked inn. in. It's an inn. They want it to be an inn. <laughs> walked in. I would take a look and be like, mm, "No, I think we'll just head on down the road, drive a little bit further," because I was not, I was not getting good vibes, and I wanted to like it so much because it was, it could have been so cute. We've seen films where they make the end super cute, and I, I love it, and I just couldn't. Well, I, couldn't get into I might have to rewatch because I'm not, I can't remember what you're talking about. I thought it was cute. I really. 
I don't remember much of it at all, though. Like, I don't... It wasn't fully decorated as a lot of these ones are that I think about, but I definitely was not getting Motel 6 vibes. Well, we'll we'll have to... We're going to have to rewatch it. (laughs) I'm going to go back and check this out. But, so, if you... I mean, it's fine if you weren't getting sort of Motel 6 Shining vibes. You know, that's fine. (laughs) But you got to admit, it is super weird that this quaint inn had a giant ballroom that just wasn't being used or... Yeah, well, I thought the ballroom was at a different location. So if I knew that that was at the end, then I would have been concerned. And it was, like, it was kind is, of fun. It was funny. On? It was like, oh, man, we don't have any place to have the ball. What are we going to do? Oh, wait, we have a ballroom. Like, we I just love got this, this extra room back here. No There's one... a few boxes. We'll have to pick up the boxes, but we can make do. Yeah, I thought that was at a different location. Maybe the inn has this, it's like magical, but it's bigger mm-hmm. on the inside than on this the outside. This is not a Doctor Who yeah. this is <laughs> This is just bad set design is what that was. Okay, so then we, so let's get back to some romance where we maybe had some Christmas feels. And not just romance, just Christmassy mm-hmm. vibes. So you weren't feeling it at the inn. At the end or at the end? At the end, I-N-N, or Motel, at the motel 6. <laughs> at the Motel 6? No, I wasn't feeling out of the Motel 6. And so they have this Christmas parade. Oh, my God. Which was... After a blizzard. Was, yes, which was so ridiculous. Let's, let's, first of all, they it is after a blizzard. They can't go anywhere, but magically, the roads are cleared for yeah. them to have... The Christmas parade. And let's just say, this isn't a magic film. Sometimes they're like, oh, you know, Santa Claus lives here and can make stuff happen. This is not a magic film. This is just a regular, regular movie. When they walk outside and that snow is piled up above their heads, I just like couldn't help laughing. And again, we've talked about how I don't know, I don't have much snow experience, (laughs) but from your snow experience, how realistic uh, was that? No, that's that happens. Well, I know it happens, but what's not realistic about it? I mean, it didn't look real. That the snow was above their heads. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's realistic. Right outside their door, uh-huh. and they just magically had all of that like swept up. Oh no, no, that it wouldn't. It would no. It wouldn't have been no. And they had this perfectly clear path. No, that was ridiculous because it just yes. stopped snowing. But no, but the it does go above your head though sometimes. If you well, I know a, snow can get that, but it just seemed weird that it was... A tunnel of snow. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then the snow, usually it doesn't bother me, the fake snow. <laughs> this snow looked like there was, there was like glitter in it. It looked like the, the snow that I put on our mantle when we decorate mm-hmm. that kind of has that like glittery stuff in it. That's what it looked like, just like sheets of that, like mounds of that glittery snow. See, I, I it's so funny because I, I harped on the snow on another film. <laughs> I forget which one it was. I think it was, was it Jingle Bell Bride? No, it was... Um, no, you I did. Jingle Bell Bride. Because mm. you, you talked about yeah. the... Oh, it was Jingle Bell Bride. Yeah, I harped on the snow in Jingle Bell Bride. And this snow didn't bother me. Even though this was a lot worse. <laughs> like, a lot worse. It didn't bother me. It just felt like par for the course for the film. It's like, okay... Yeah, you know, I just I just thought it was funny. It didn't like ruin anything for me, but it was just funny. But whereas the snow and since Jingle Bell Bride had all this production into it, I would expect better snow. This one, since there was no production at all in terms of set design, I was like, all right, let's let's do it. Let's get some cotton and, and run with it. <laughs> but it was pretty great. And then the parade itself was just 
they were like speeding by them too. Like I don't, I don't even know. It actually reminded me of like a parade that would have been in like my small town back. I was gonna home. say it like, reminded it was, me like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it felt realistic to me. Like there was nothing special about mm-hmm. it, but it did give me the Christmas feels. It I gave felt, you Christmas feels. It did. It just felt like a small town parade because some of these parades they have in these films are very over the top and lavish i'm like well this is a really small town you know they don't have a big budget in Mm -hmm. this small town if you're thinking realistically so the parade's not gonna be no it did it did amazing it did feel you're right it felt like a small town yeah which is it's which is weird because it's like on one hand yes i appreciate the authenticity because they had no budget yeah and on the other hand it's like i kind of wanted to see a really cool parade (laughs) No, it was, and you know, it was a very short parade uh, because they were speeding by. Yeah, but it 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 gave me some Christmas feels, made me think of back home. Oh, that's nice. All yeah. right, cool. And so then we get into a little bit of the romance because after the parade, he steps in some water ruins his shoe and she's which she said he would yeah Yeah. so she's like there's no way you can walk home you'll catch your death or Mm. i don't know she went some nurse on him yeah yeah um so then they have to take a carriage ride home Mm -hmm. well she got the carriage for him and then he's like i can't take a carriage alone that'd that'd be ridiculous okay and so this is where (laughs) stephanie Starts feeling some things. All right, okay. He picks her up. Yes, he does. And puts her in that carriage. Yep. And I was just like, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I started seeing Prince James in a different light in that moment. And I think Anna did too. Yeah. Well, I think Anna was thinking that when she saw the pinstripe suit. (laughs) Um, But no, the carriage definitely helped her realize those feelings. That was a great scene. And then when they pass by her friend and Chris, the security guy, and they're like, oh, how'd you get this? You know, that was, again, just really neat. It's some of the first moments that we actually see the prince start laughing, Mm -hmm. smiling. And then I actually am like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like, he's not so bad. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was great because I think she's starting to feel all of these things at the same time that I am (laughs) because we're starting to see a little bit more of his personality which is making him more likable Mm -hmm. and then I mean yeah she just got picked up by him so yeah that was that was a great scene it it really was um I'm all I'm all for a carriage ride give me a carriage ride any day of the week let's let's make it happen and the pickup (laughs) was great uh, and then after that night, he comes down and is disappointed about the plane being ready to go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that was probably the best scene in the film. Later on, when they all run down. That like, was oh, like the funny. There, I was like, there's oh black eyes. There's black eyes. Oh, we can't let the, you know, everyone runs, runs down the steps. It's like it, this gag they've set up the entire thing. And it gets crazier and crazier. It seemed... A, a little out of place at first because the movie hasn't been quite that comical they had yet. a few little lines but no i know this but was... this is definitely <laughs> like we just totally entered in there like this comedic little mm-hmm. royal family now but i was cracking up laughing especially when the the mom, <laughs> the comes mom comes down. Down do you know about the black eyes um oh, by the way though black ice is very dangerous like i don't i don't want to oh, no, i don't want to play down black ice sucks it does <laughs> and so they were right to not go anywhere but 
that was like the very that was the funniest scene in the movie. I yeah, thought. and it was the most like sort of, I guess not believable scene, but the one that really just sort of it's the one scene I'm gonna remember from this movie. Yeah, you know, that a, was very a few cute. years down the road, I will be thinking about this that scene from this film. And then obviously the the dance lesson was great um, when they're waltzing to that expensive Zoe Deschanel, and <laughs> you know. That it was, cute. was, and then and the then, dad interrupts. You know, you have the interrupting kiss, but it wasn't really a kiss. It was just a moment. Yeah. No, I mean it was a scene where they could have had an almost kiss. They don't get the eyes. No. There's no eyes. They were just. It was very short. They start dancing. Well, they can't. We're enjoying the song, and then. Yeah, we can't have. I mean, Zoe Deschanel's expensive. You can only play that song <laughs> for five seconds. Otherwise, it's another ten grand. So. But no, that scene was great. And then, although it was weird because she has this five-second dance lesson to learn how to waltz. And then at the end of the film, she's just a waltzing master. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, was she practicing? Did we miss the lessons? <laughs> because, yes, they dance very beautifully at the end. But yeah, because they're in Broadway. We're getting ahead of ourselves. No, I just wanted to... Oh, mention yeah, that gotta, she yeah. becomes a yeah. waltzing master. Yeah, so we go from that really funny scene, the you know, the comedic them running down the stairs and everything, and then we go to there was just this really weird part where they have to go into the attic to like get decorations, and you brought it up first because I didn't notice, and then I was like, oh well, maybe this movie is taking a weird turn and it's turning into a horror film with the the horror hotel. With the horror hotel, yeah, because of the creepy Santa that is in the attic. Yeah, that that thing was amazing. And there's another creepy Santa later on in the film. I think it's the same one. No, it's a different one because this one's life size. So there's a creepy. All right. So first of all, this is so specific, (laughs) but honestly, it's worth going and watching this film just for this. In the attic scene, when they first come up to the left of the prince, there's the creepiest Santa I've ever seen. It's about a foot high, it's sitting on some boxes. Look at the Santa and tell me it's not the creepiest Santa you've seen. We do a lot of antiquing. and I would buy that in a heartbeat. We <laughs> see a lot of creepy do. dolls and such. Yeah. This was probably the creepiest Santa that I... It's, it's definitely the stuff of nightmares. He is watching them. Oh, sure. And contemplating murder. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then later on, uh, at the end scene when they have the, the ball... There's a life-size creepy Santa at the bar. That bar- is the same one. He's come to life. <laughs> you think, you think <laughs> he's grown in size? Yes. <laughs> but it was such an odd placement because it's literally behind the bartender. Like, in, like it looks like it's like sneaking up on her. It's it's very odd. So again, if nothing else, watch the creepy Santas. And again, that's what I love about these classic hallmarks. It gives you. The the humor that I love, like these little funny, weird things that happen in the movie that just make me laugh. That I'm not like, oh, this is a bad movie. I still enjoy it because it's really funny. And then well, it, was, can, it like, wasn't boring. You know, no, I, there's not been at all. there have been some movies we've seen uh, that are boring, that are bad and boring, and those <laughs> are just the worst. This one was not that. This one was not that. And I like to think, in in my heart of hearts, that there was a set designer. 
that found that Santa <laughs> and put it right next to him. Because for you. They, no, for real. Because they knew that the prince was going to stand there, so they knew it would be in a frame. And they're like, you know what? This is going to be really funny. So I really, really hope they did that. And whoever that set designer is, I want to personally thank you for doing that. Please <laughs> drop me a direct message. Let me know. You want that Santa. Yeah, I want that Santa. Let me know where that Santa is. We need it for our decorations. So. And I would beg of you, set designer, when you receive that message from Ham, do not send us that Santa because I do not want that creepy Santa in my house. Beautiful. That was a that was a weird scene because, again, we go back to lighting. And I, I'm sorry, guys. I got to harp on this lighting. Uh, when it's done well, you know, I will praise it all day long. That was the worst lit scene in the entire movie. In the attic? Oh, God, yeah. Well, it, they're in an attic. You, you know how easy it is to light an attic? I it's, it's super easy. So there, I don't know if there's a skylight or a what above them, but there's this white-blue light on the prince's side, then a yellow light on her side. I don't know what they were going for. It was just, it was, it was not good. It was not a good, good time. I was too focused on the Santa. You probably I were. Didn't, I didn't notice. <laughs> I honestly didn't even pay much attention to that whole scene because I was so creeped out by the Santa. That was a cute scene. Tell me about it. No, I don't <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, that Santa is watching them. You know, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, speaking of like romantic interrupting moments, you know, the the vibrate on the prince's phone, the vibrate setting, is probably the loudest vibrate I've ever heard. It shook the, the room when that vibrate well, It was on. intense. You know? Maybe we had our bass up too much. I don't know, but it was it was an intense Yeah, and so that, ruined, that ruined a few romantic moments. Um, but I will give them props because they didn't have any text messages from the prime minister pop up on the side of the screen or anything like that. Um, so good job on that. You know, you guys know me. I hate, I hate when they have the cell phone messages on the screen. So very nicely done. You will hear Ham talk about cell phones, I think, in every single episode. Well, because they play such a big role. <laughs> I don't want to talk about them, but they play such a big role in these. They either ruin scenes... Or they become a, a focal plot point, which is just yeah. not not what you want in these things. Um, but they did a nice job of that. You know, I think they did a nice job. And he even asked her, he's like, look, I don't want to take this. I don't care. And then we have that, that weird conflict where she doesn't want to tell him how she feels for some reason. It's just, again, this is classic Hallmark where we have ridiculous conflict. It didn't really, it actually, as, as much as I hate these, it didn't really bother me because I was like, again, it just fit the movie. Like, they knew what kind of movie they were making, and I felt like they just went for it. And I think that's why we like the actors so much, is because they knew what kind of movie they were making, and yeah. they, just, they just went for it, too. You know, they weren't trying to make it anything different. They were just like, yeah, this is going to be a classic Hallmark film. We're just going to have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. I even saw some behind-the-scenes photos of some of the cast members. They were laughing and having a great time. So whenever the actors and people on set are having fun, I think that comes through in the movie, no matter what the movie is. Yes, and I wasn't even mad about it. I mean, yes, the conflict was stupid, but yeah, again, wasn't. I was like, this is par for the course yeah. because this is classic. classic. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that classic conflict. Um, so I, it was expected, and I just embraced it. Okay. So before we get to sort of the end scene and how this sort of ties up and all the feelings that come out, were there any other scenes that you felt, you know, had that sort of romantic frisons moment for me. <laughs> I love the way you say it. Uh, yes, I actually did uh, get some tingles. Probably one of my favorite scenes because I wasn't expecting it. They go for this like candlelight caroling, which was very sweet. 
Christmas feels. I think you even said, oh, it's like our town. They do mm-hmm. like a candlelight walk. It was very cute. So they're um, doing that. And then they show the prince and Anna walking up and they're holding hands. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I don't know if I missed him grab her hand, but so everyone's lighting the candles and then the camera pans down in the midst of the crowd and you see them holding hands and she and the, when I'm like, oh my God, they're holding hands, she like looks down to see that he's holding her hand and then she looks up at him and I felt that. Yeah, that was a it great was, scene. It was very intimate. It was just them two looking at each other and I felt that connection and I thought that was really sweet. That was a really sweet moment, and it was shot well, like you said, how the camera goes down and then goes up to their reactions. For me, for me, I think one of the best scenes is when the uh, the cook gets the dress from the queen for the ball. The queen leaves her dress behind for her. I actually teared up a little bit, like no lie. I actually got some, some tears in my eyes for that. And I don't know what it was about that, just her <laughs> honest reaction. And just, it really made her night because then she realizes she's going to go to the ball with, you know, her, I'm getting a little choked up now. Oh my with God. Her, with her, with Anna's dad, Ed. It got me. It got me that she, the queen left it and that she was going to feel like a, a princess or a queen for a night and just. I love that too. When Ed sees her in mm. the dress and he's like, oh wow. Yeah. And he was a good dad. You know, we, we talk a lot about dads on this. He yes. was a good dad. No, he, I mean, he was a good dad. Yeah. He was funny. Sweet. He was. Yeah. Just typical. Dad. Typical. It was, he was, dad. A, he was a classic Hallmark dad. Classic, classic Hallmark, Hallmark dad. dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a nice scene for me. I did not tear up for that scene. It was very sweet. Mm. But I will say that I did actually get tears when he gives his speech to the the Christmas Eve Galwick speech. No, you didn't. I did. The speech was awful. I wasn't even paying attention to the speech, but he started tearing up. And you know me. When I see oh people God. cry, it makes so me bad. cry. I know, but they so, have to, it has to be like a sad thing, right? Like that speech was not good. Like what he, when he talked to her, I thought that's what he was going to do, talking about family and stuff. When he's talking to her in the street and he's like, hey, this sounds good. Can I steal that from you? That, there was nothing of that. do it. Nothing of that in the speech. No, but I saw those tears in his eyes Ugh. and then I got tears in my eyes. I didn't, I mean, so nice. it got me. I, it made me emotional. Okay. All right. Well, he comes back. I was like, oh, Prince Eric. He- <laughs> oh, God. Prince Eric. I'm a mermaid no more. Um, so, he, you know, he finishes up that speech. He comes back. Again, I don't know how he makes it back on time. Hallmark time works weird. Yeah, where is Galway that he can it's, make? It's about an hour down the road. She's like watching the speech. I f- felt like she was watching it live, but he sends her the yeah. video, so. So... So he comes back after the speech. The whole party comes back. Everybody comes back. It's like they never left. Uh, <laughs> magic. Magic, yeah. Uh, he comes back and they do their big number, you know, their big waltz. And they leave their weird gothic castle. I oh, the, yeah. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. That it looked castle like, it looked like a putt-putt <laughs> golf castle. I mean, it was very weird. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I don't know if I want to live there. Uh, so... They come back, do the dance. There's a kiss. I'm sorry, no, there's a kiss outside. We have a kiss outside. We get two kisses. We get two kisses. Can we say that this ending was never ending? It was we like, got like yeah. three different endings. It felt like Lord of the Rings where it just <laughs> went on and on and on. Usually we complain. It's like, oh, they kiss and it's over. Yeah. No, we saw... I'm sorry I was being flash forward to them having kids. Like It was just ridiculous. 
So that was the one classic thing they didn't do. They just kept on going, mm. which I didn't hate. It was just weird. It was Because we're not weird. used to it. Yeah. They kiss outside. They kiss while they dance. And then they're, they're and opening then it's presents. And Christmas morning. And everybody's opening gifts. At the end. And the shoe thing was weird. And the mayor and the security guy are there too. Well, I guess because he was staying with them. I guess. But does she not have family that she was... Oh yeah, I guess so. That is weird. I don't know. Well, he's her family now. (laughs) She's all all in. Uh, But then he does this weird Cinderella thing. They didn't really harp on that at like that was never a thing in the movie uh-uh. that she wanted royal slippers, but then that was what they chose to end it with was that he gives her royal slippers. Well, it ties back. It ties back. So I can't believe I forgot to mention this because we always harp on the intros. That was a really cool animated intro, where you have you it know, was cla- I liked almost it. like it was the different. classic Rudolph kind of animation. You know, not not stop motion necessarily, but kind of cutouts, kind of animated people it was it was really neat and then it was like a storybook opening too so it was it was really it was really well done it felt completely out of place in this film and i felt like they did that slipper thing to make it tie into the storybook title sequence that they used Mm -hmm. so that just it was odd that was odd to me they had a great intro you know a great title sequence i i think that's why they did the slipper to be like oh no this is actually like a story and she's cinderella it felt like a, a different ending for a different film. I see that. Yeah. You know. I, yeah, I definitely think they could have ended it. Any of the other kisses. With the first kiss, although even that was weird. So, with the kiss, I liked. Yeah. I liked the kiss. It was, it a, fine was kiss. a nice, sweet kiss. Yeah. One of the better ones that I've actually. Yeah. No, it was up there. Seen. Yeah. How it happened was a little odd for me because. They're talking about how she ended up being the one. It was like the weird twist that she was the one that cared for his dad while he stayed at her hospital. But she didn't know that because she didn't have a beard. That was a really weird plot line. Yeah, I'm not sure they needed to add that in there because no. when they first bring it up, they're, you think they're going to say she cared for his dad. And she was like, nope, not me. So yeah. it was kind of like, okay, that seemed like a missed opportunity. They bring it back. And that's why he comes back. He comes back because of that. She was the one that cared for the dad. But they're like, she starts touching his face while she's saying, oh, yes, I cared for your dad. It was like a weird talking about his dead dad (laughs) turning into them kissing. Yeah. Was kind of weird for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, it was was definitely weird. Um, That whole plot thread was just was unusual because he comes back because of the dead dad letter. Yeah, I like that she touches his face. Like that whole scene worked for me. Just except, take off the audio. Just take off the audio. <laughs> except for what they were saying because she's like touching his face, caressing his face while she's saying, your dad told me, you know, he was proud of you yeah. and if I met you. So let's watch that scene on mute and see if we like it better. So it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. But I did like that scene in general that she touches his face i thought that was sweet and i did like their kiss uh and then we think it's over and then no they go in and do this amazing waltz (laughs) where it's like okay Mm -hmm. we get another nice kiss yeah and then yeah, christmas morning christmas morning and and then the slipper and then the book yeah so we get three endings in one 
I mean, yeah, we, we get three endings. In, I mean, we get three endings in one, and you know, it wraps up nice with a Cinderella. Well, it doesn't wrap up nice at all. It wraps up very unusual with the storybook Cinderella thing. Because I thought he was gonna have the socks on. You know, she mentions the fuzzy socks. I'm gonna see you in these fuzzy socks by the end of. This. Yeah, I didn't know what he was gonna have in the box. It's the creepy Santa. Yeah. <laughs> he told me he wanted us to take him. That would have been hilarious if it was a creepy Santa in that box. That would have been. But no, this was a, a fun... Yeah. Classic dare Hallmark. I say, dare I say it. I enjoyed it. Yep. I thought it was fun and it made me it made me laugh. I got some feels. Everything. Yeah. No, again, I, I, think, you know, I think Hallmark takes missteps when the film is boring. This was not a boring film. You can have a... You know, a classic Hallmark film, you know, with some mistakes and some issues and still have a good time with it. And again, it's because the actors had a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the script was good, too. I mean, we didn't talk much about it. I'm sorry, there were a few cute little funny moments tossed in there. I, I chuckled a few times. Um, so, guys, let me let us know what you think about this. Let us know if you agree with us, disagree with us. Did you love this film? Did you hate it? You know, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you all. Yeah, make sure you subscribe on apple follow us on spotify and uh follow us on socials if you want to leave us some comments and feel free to share with your friends if you're enjoying the podcast let them know about it that would help us out a lot what's our next film cranberry christmas cranberry christmas coming up at you yep so we have our extra episode cranberry christmas from movies and mysteries the miracles of christmas which will be coming out later this week Mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks.